Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Winifred Summer, and it is July the 6th, 2022. I could not let this day end without talking about the incredible thing that happened today, something I've been kind of keeping to myself um, because of contractual obligations. (laughs) So my book, The Toxic Job Playbook, is now available for sale at Busboys and Poets in Maryland. Yes, yes. If you're not familiar with Busboys and Poets, you truly are missing out. It is a combination of a cafe with really good food. I'm talking about good, good food. (laughs) Food, drinks, you know, the whole nine. You will not be disappointed. I've never had anything to eat at Busboys and Poets that I didn't like. And I like to try different things on the menu. So not only do they have good food and good drinks, but they also have great entertainment they do open mic nights they do events they have like an event space um the layout is a little different in the different locations but if you show up for an event you're gonna have a good time you're gonna be inspired you're gonna be motivated you're gonna have fun you're gonna meet great people um and also they sell products they specifically have bookshelves like borderline an entire library um set up in bus boys and poets and there are books in there that are available for sale not just books you know you can buy candles they have body butters they have uh handbags you know there are different things that are on sale at bus boys and poets but it is such an honor to have my book on its first shelf ever can we just take a second to talk about that the first time my book is on a shelf I mean, I understand we're in the world of ebooks and all that great stuff, but most authors, I can't speak for everyone, but I will say most envision at some point having their book in their hand and also having their book up on a shelf for people to purchase. It is the most incredible feeling. I'm so grateful to Bus Boys and Poets. I'm so grateful to the networking group the third that was a major key um in allowing me to have this opportunity myself and a few other um women like this is absolutely amazing so i'm gonna give you a rundown and a playback of the moments leading up to the actual shelving <laughs> um because they did a whole ceremony in honor of those who had their products available so i'm gonna give you the rewind um because i gotta share this with you guys you know this podcast is about celebrating writing and i did two episodes i did the two-part special about the toxic job playbook it's part a and part b to kind of talk about myself and what i have going on so It's only right that I also share this information with you guys. So here we go. A post came through in the networking group that I'm a part of. And posts come through all the time with all kinds of amazing opportunities. Um, But I remember the first time I saw it and it said, have your items in busboys and poets apply here. And in the application, you had to write a description of your product, give some details, upload pictures, 
so they can see what it looks like. They can know what it's about, um, the price of the book, wholesale and retail. And that was pretty much it. You send it in and you hope that you get selected. So I actually did this back in May. That's the first time that I saw the post pop up and the opportunity come up and I applied and I didn't get selected. I actually remember submitting the application in May and it was for June shelving, um, shelving, what they call putting items on the shelf for sale. And I remember seeing another post in June, early June, with a list of people who got selected and I was <laughs> not on the list. It kind of reminded me of, you know, when you audition for the school play and then they post something on the wall listing all the parts and who's who selected to play the role. And you're just like so eager to run up to the list and see if your name is on there. Yeah. So when the email popped up announcing June products that were going on the shelf, I was so eager Pop that email open. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Is my name there? And my name was not there. Um, so I was a little disappointed because, I mean, such an awesome opportunity, right? And I felt like I didn't want to miss the wave. But to be 100% honest, this was prior to the final edits of my book being done. So my first draft of the manuscript, you know, all the content, amazing. But there were some errors in the original version of the book. And why were there errors? <laughs> One reason why, and if you're a writer, then you're going to understand this. I was self-editing, and that's the number one no-no. It doesn't matter how great your writing skills are or you think they are. You should always have somebody edit your work. And the very first version was not edited by anybody outside of myself. And so I would look at it and I would think it was fine and I'll go ahead and run it through and then I would get a copy on my own. I would, you know, get a copy, review it and I'd be like, ooh, I missed that mistake. I missed that, I missed that. And so I, I kept <laughs> going back making changes at first. Then I actually had some people review the book, get quote unquote edit the book and that's not shade because these people are not professional editors. They're just people that, you know, are, are great writers. Um, they looked it over and they were like, yeah, everything's great. And I appreciate it because, you know, this is something that they were doing um, in addition to all the other things going on in their lives. You know, they have jobs, they have families, and I'm a very understanding person. So I was totally grateful for any assistance that was given and they did do a great job and they did make some edits and revisions but still <laughs> there were there were some errors popping up and I finally got a professional editor and I'm talking somebody that lives and breathes and makes a living off of this you know has her own publishing company has a team like she's a real deal this editing and, and book services and publishing is a hundred percent of her profession and so I paid a nice a nice hefty price <laughs> to her and you know rightfully so she deserves it and she definitely gave it the final edits that were needed that didn't happen until about mm, maybe like the middle of June 
Didn't happen until the middle of June. So, that being said, if I would have been selected for the June shelving, my book was not ready at that time. Um, Because when you get selected, they bulk order your products and yeah, the turnaround time um, sometimes can be relatively quick and I wasn't ready. So honestly, it was a blessing in disguise because had my book (laughs) been selected and gone up on the shelves looking crazy, um, yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a good look at all. So thank you God for looking out (laughs) for me. So then the application or opportunity, should I say, popped up again. Another application popped up in June for July shelving. And I had already applied and it said that if you applied already, no need to reapply. They got your information. Um, And so I have other products, you know, I have my ceramic mugs, my notebooks and other things that I have on winifredsummer.bigcartel.com. So I was like, okay, maybe they don't want my book, but maybe they'll take this mug or this tote bag. So I applied with those items and didn't hear back from that either. So I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, I did some speaking engagements. In my last episode of the podcast, I talked about how I was on a panel with other authors talking about author life, the author process, um, the ups, the downs. And literally, I want to say it was the day after I did the event. The event was in, was on June the 25th. So on June the 26th, late at night, it was Sunday. Yeah, at night, I got an email and it said that I was chosen. And it said they would need, you know, uh, a bulk order, you know, of my books to be dropped off. <laughs> I want to say it was like in about a week, maybe a week and a couple of days turnaround. So I had to, to make it happen. You know, I didn't have Amazon Prime. But guess what? <laughs> if I was going to receive uh, this bulk order in time to go drop it off. I had to make it shake. I had to have Amazon Prime. So boom, got Amazon Prime. I had to rush the order um, because if I did a regular order on my regular account, there's no way that I would get the books in time. Um, so I did that and I got the books. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see what happened with the ordering of the books. So I got the notice on Amazon saying that the books were going to arrive. Let's just say, for example's sake, the books were going to arrive on June. No, this was the correct day. So they were going to arrive on June the 30th. I was supposed to have all my books dropped off. And I was like, excellent, because on July 1st, I was going to go drop the books off. So the books arrive on the 30th. Excellent. And on the 1st, I think I got off work a little early to go race down and drop off the books. Something told me to open the box, right? Got this big box sitting (laughs) in the walkway and something said, open a box, open a box, Winifred, and make sure everything is everything. So I opened the box and do you know I was short 11 books? 
I opened the box. I counted it. It looked fine, but I was like, let me count. Something said count. That was the that was the Lord. That was the Holy Spirit. I said, hey, count. Make sure everything's correct. Make sure the books look correct. I was short 11 books. So I immediately go into panic mode. Where the freak are my books? And I realized this the day of the drop off, July the 1st. And so I'm panicking. I go to my Amazon account. I'm trying to see what happened because I remember seeing the post that said, hey, all your books are going to arrive on June 30th. And when I log back in, it says the books are arriving in two separate shipments. It did not say that the day of purchase. So I don't know what the heck happened. Um, But there was a little note that said the second shipment of the 11 books that were missing had been delivered. It had been delivered (laughs) oh my gosh um so I opened my door and there it is there it is on the front the front mat or whatever is a box from Amazon Prime and I just let the biggest sigh of relief out I said thank you God because if for whatever reason let's say I left a little earlier that day I would have missed the second shipment and I would have presented a box that did not have the total number of books requested of me. And that would have been a disaster, a huge no-no for many reasons. One of the major reasons I would be looking like a whole unprofessional because they asked for a certain amount. I agreed to a certain amount. Um, you know, I, I gave them this invoice <laughs> for a certain amount and then I come up short. <laughs> That's a problem. Um, so glory be to God that I was able to deliver. All the books are in perfect condition. Everything is everything and everyone is happy. So shelving was set for July the 6th and those who were participating were told not to talk about it. You know, don't share the information because you never know anything could happen and you don't want to say your book is sitting somewhere that is not and people come up and look for the book and it's not there. So they're like, don't say anything until the day of. Um, That's when you can share the good news. They said we're going to have a small ceremony. Um, to celebrate this achievement of having your product, in my case, book on the shelf. There's going to be a champagne toast. Um, You can bring a plus one, no more than a plus two. And so I was stoked. I took five, I want to say it was a half day, but honestly, I worked for three hours. Then I took the rest of the day um, off. Got dressed. I got my fedora on. If you guys have seen me online, you know the fedora is my thing. Um, So I had that on. I had some cute jeans, nice shirt. Um, And yeah, some little heels. And I'm making my way down to Bus Boys and Poets. (sighs) So excited. Like I just remember that feeling. Like the first day of school. Like butterflies. Like you just... So excited, like floating on air. So as I'm driving, I'm like, what am I going to say? What's it going to be like? What's it going to look like? Because, you know, we don't know anything. We just know that, hey, our stuff is going up on the shelf for sale at Buzzboys and Poets. We don't know what the display is like, where it is, what it looks like, nothing. And even though I had been to that Buzzboys and Poets location 
already I couldn't recall exactly like I know there's bookshelves everywhere but the time that I came in I went straight upstairs to an open mic night to watch poetry perform and it was later in the evening so you know I didn't really take the time on that occasion at that location to actually look around at the shelving space so I arrive and I walk into the establishment and I say hey I'm here for the shelving and I look over someone walks me to this table where there's a bottle of champagne bunch of champagne glasses I see the beautiful amazing woman from the networking group and everybody has their smiles on her face you know a lot of familiar faces women that are doing amazing things I have the blessing um, to be able to share space <laughs> share space and time with so a speech is done and I actually caught it on video. Um, it's on my Instagram if you follow me and the bottle was popped. We did our clink, 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 clink toast. We took a sip and then there was a photographer there to take professional photos. We were also allowed to take our own photos. The shelf was unveiled and there it was my book, the toxic job playbook on the top left looking at it left hand corner and it's right there under the light you can see it um it's hard to miss because as soon as you walk into that particular location in Colombia, you make your first left and it's on the first the first show <laughs> and ah, amazing like I took so many pictures and I like taking boomerangs and and this that just just capturing every second, um, really enjoying the moment. You know, I, I wish I was able to have a plus one with me, um, but it was in the middle of the day, and I understand, you know, people's schedules, and I'm always the type of person, and I don't want to feel like I'm bothering people, um, even though they'll say that it's not a bother, but it was just a beautiful day, a beautiful occasion, we were interviewed. Um, yeah, they put a microphone on us, clipped to our shirt, and asked us some questions, had us talk about ourselves and the book, and did that, got that on a camera, and I did some networking. A woman actually bought a copy of the book. Her name is Irie, if you're listening. Hey, Irie. Um, she actually bought a book right there. And asked me to sign it, and I did. I gave her my business card. She works in workforce development, and she was talking about the possibility of us working together and collaborating or me being on a contract to help her with some things. And that was just super exciting, something I never expected uh, that would happen in addition to the shelving, which was already amazing enough. But we had a really great conversation about the workforce and careers and professionalism and just life, you know, as women um, and, and growing up and how we kind of have that shift where we want to do the things that we want to do. We want to use our natural gifts and talents. You know, there's so much more to life than being stuck in a job that does not serve you, um, where you're not being fulfilled. And that was the day. I, I remember after I left, 
just feeling like I was on a cloud. As soon as I got in my car, I was putting my content together, posted, posted, posted. I, I made a reel. <laughs> I made an Instagram reel. I made an Instagram post. I got it in my stories. I posted on Facebook. Um, the outpouring of love. Posted on TikTok. And the support from my tribe is probably the best part of it. Because a lot of those people, especially on Instagram, they were there when I was still working on the book. When I was trying to keep them engaged on what I had going on. Like they were there cheering me on, checking on my progress, keeping me accountable, celebrating with me at every major turn where it came to picking out the cover when it came to the different chapter titles, the different subjects, when it came to, you know, me staying up all night, you know, burning the midnight oil to get it, to get it done and to be able to post a victory. Yeah, it feels good to me, but it also feels good to know that genuinely, because I do believe it's genuine, that they're happy for me. I feel it. I feel it. Um, I'm just really grateful to God because I've always loved writing. Um, but this specific book, the Toxic Job Playbook, this came from God. This is God's idea. You know, I love poetry. I love fantasy, adventure. You know, fiction has always been my thing. But this book came from life experiences it was written at a time where I was changing careers while I was in school, getting my master's degree in human resources management. Like this book came from pure emotion. Like it came from necessity. It came from the education that I prayed for. I prayed to God to get a job in HR. I prayed to God to be able to get my master's degree and not incur, you know, or go into debt for student loans. I prayed to God. I remember being on my knees every night, having it written down exactly what it is that I wanted. And God delivered. It didn't happen all at once. And it didn't even happen exactly the way that I thought it would. But those things, they happened. And even the book you know, coming along, like, God knows I've always wanted to write a book, um, God knows, and this is all ordained by God, so all glory and praise to God, I really wish my father was here, I really wish he was here, those of you listening, who have listened, um, last year, June of last year, my father passed, and it's been really difficult, it's been really difficult. And the fact that I was even able to finish the book and put the book out, period, during a time of grief um, is a miracle in itself. And I actually dedicated, I have a dedication page in the book where I dedicated to my father because the book is about workforce. And my dad was such a hard working man. And I knew that this book was a book that he would be so proud of like fiction and all that stuff is wonderful but when you talk about a book that he could really get behind he could get behind a book like this that was about the workforce he told me so many 
amazing stories, funny stories, crazy stories about things that he experienced at work and how he was treated. And um, uh, just stuck with me, man. I really wish he was here to hold the book, to see the book. And I wish the dedication didn't have to say, you know, to my late father. I wish the dedication could have been something that he saw while he was living. Try not to get emotional. I wish it could have been my plus one on that day. He would have been really proud. But God is so good. And um, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful. I'm excited. I'm happy the book is on the shelf. I hope people actually do go and buy the book, whether it's people I know, people I don't know. You know, I'm going to blast it and share it and talk about it as much as I can. But I hope that it it does what it's supposed to do because you never know. I mean, depending on how fast it sells or how well it sells, maybe they'll ask for another shipment. But even if they don't, um, I'm so satisfied and I believe that this is the first of many shelves. I believe the speaking engagements that I've done are just the first couple of many speaking engagements I've done. I want to go all around the world just talking about workforce. I really want to be you know, a major thought leader because I already consider myself a thought leader in the HR space, but I want to continue to push in anybody out there who is writing, no matter what you're writing about, you know, don't limit yourself, believe in yourself, um, network, because networking really did allow me to meet people that had connections, you know, find the plug. (laughs) People really do want to help you believe that, you know, if you have to pay to be in a networking group, as long as, you know, it doesn't disrupt your, your, your life, you know, invest. It's an investment, a major investment. You know, go out to these meet and greets, meet people. You know what I'm saying? Meet the people. Um, if your book needs some polishing, needs some editing, you know, like I said, my first version had mistakes in it. <laughs> there are people walking around, they have a copy of my book and it has mistakes in it. And, um, you know, I feel like I did what I, I could. I did what I could afford. And my mission was get the book out. I got the book out and, you know, I went back and, and I made it better when I was able to do so. I think it's just important for us to get the work done um, and believe in the work. So I got a tear, a single tear. <laughs> coming down my right eye and it's getting late but I just wanted to capture all these emotions and feelings and talk about the experience while it's fresh it is still July the 6th while I'm speaking to you guys um and my book was put on its first shelf just a few hours ago and I'm so happy and um for any and everyone who also has had the same experience congratulations to you for those who aspire you know what I mean? Go for it. I mean, I'm not in Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million yet or any of the other um, well-known bookstores yet. 
Um, even if I was just in a corner mom and pop bookstore that nobody has ever heard of, that's an achievement too. Um, a shelf is a shelf <laughs> and maybe you don't want a book on a shelf and that's okay as well. If all you want is to be an ebook, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has different author goals and that's, that's another topic in itself that I'm going to talk about in another episode because I've kept you guys long enough. But yes, if you're in the Maryland area and you want to go to Busboys and Poets, you might want to walk right into the Columbia location, make a left and pick up a copy of my book, The Toxic Job Playbook, Winifred Summer. I know I have listeners all around the world, literally in so many different countries. Um, and so y'all know that you can actually order my book on Amazon.com in whatever country that you're in. Um, borderline all of them for the most part. You can make the purchase. You can get the ebook. If that's what you like, or you can get a paperback. So thank you for the love and support. I'm going to go and wash my face because <laughs> uh, I almost broke out in the ugly cry, but I kept it cute. <laughs> and yeah, take care of yourselves. It's going to be a month of more solo episodes while I do interviews so I can properly have that set up and roll out for August that I was talking about just doing better being more professional with it. So I'm going to hold myself accountable and do that. So we're going to rock out solos for July, get back into the interviews on uh, August, starting August. All right, take care, guys.